The following content is from the only two niggas who are not a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yet. Yet. Start the show. us out yet it's coming we're working on it don't worry it's coming they can get old anthony mackie a check we're gonna get a check i mean everybody and their mama in this shit you know technically <sighs> technically kendrick lamar is a part of the mcu they i remember i remember when black panther dropped and they were playing they were playing a joint off of that, like in the club, <clears throat> when uh, T'Challa and them were on their stakeout. Everybody was like, "Oh shit, that means Kendrick Lamar is canon," which is about right. Nah, if he ain't on screen, he ain't. In- <laughs> nah, I'm hating. We not giving. We Mm-mm. not giving this. Shit. I'm hating. <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals. Opinions wild black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week of foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. I'm D. Randall. All right. All right. We in here, it man. Is, it is hot. As a, as a bitch outside. Damn. That, this is going to be the breaking point. This is going to be the thing where I finally lose it and quit this fucking job. This is, this, these are the things that we forgot about being outside. Yep. Show motherfucking did. <laughs> Fam, on, what was it, Saturday, I didn't know that ERCOT was having issues. Um, we didn't find this out until they just came out with this shit today. But they were smart. ERCOT, <laughs> right, exactly. It, it's, it's, it's one thing to fuck with us during the freeze. It's another thing entirely. You got to stay on point in the <laughs> summer. Because we will riot. Oh boy, you we don't just, want us to. Have, you don't want us to leave the house. We were just too cold to do it in single single degree weather. But you have got to stay on point in the summer. And uh, the the power went out. And the power now. To be fair, the power did not go out long. Like I woke up to the power being out at the uh, at home at home. Okay, it, it, and it, got it, and got a, a call from Centerpoint. And you know, you know how they do. We're working on it. We we expect to have it on. We have detected an outage in your area. Yep. Engineers plan to have your service restored by 12.38 p.m. Or some shit. <laughs> and it, it was like almost 4 o'clock, and they said they were going to have it back on by 7. Mm-mm. And I said to myself, uh, it's going to be a sauna in this bitch before that. Mm-hmm. So I immediately got up, got dressed, and said I was gonna kill some time. I went to Pearland, uh, went to the went to went to the bookstore. I know I can kill some time in the bookstore. Mm-hmm. The power came on. Let's see. The power came on thirty minutes later. Oh, okay. Um, but I was glad I, I took that trip to the bookstore to see what I'm not missing. Cause I I miss the smell of old books, bro. 
But that job is getting worse for those people. Mm. I didn't talk about it on this podcast. I should have. But they have been that company has been playing with uh the well the workers have been playing with unionizing. Mm. And the company is flailing, is losing their shit over it. That's typically what happens. You know how they do. And you know, my ex is my her 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 father is a teamster. And she knows all about how unions do. About how well about how union busters do. Mm-hmm. And they're going through all the textbook shit. Like I anybody who knows where I used to work, I fuck it, half price. Everybody knows. That it is very commonly seen as a hippie place. I'm not we're not starting here, I'm not spending too much time on it, but I think this is worthy of discussion. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that's a hippie joint. Like anybody who's been in there just assumes that everybody in there is kind of a hippie. Yeah. And that they're very pro- and they they tend to be very progressive and they tend to be very open to LGBT LGBT. They tend to be very open to to all that shit. And to watch them go from that to the evil empire when unions start come when talk of unions start coming up. People started talking a little bit about it when I was there, but then everybody was kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we want, you know, these are some laid back white people. I don't know if we want to test them that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it started in like, I think, I think the real unionizing and like real talk of it started in like Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I didn't even know there was half rights in Wisconsin. I, you know, I didn't know. And it has trickled on down. I was like, I, they'll be damned if they let that shit happen here in, in the birthplace of half-price books uh, in, in Texas. No, absolutely not. And it's made its way on down here, and they have gone through the typical bullshit. And it's like, well, these union people are just trying to take your money. I wouldn't trust them. These union people are just, and, and for those of y'all that don't know, and if this is what they do. They start lying. They go, well, the, the people that want you to unionize and the people that want you to sign all those papers, they're just trying to take more of your check. Mm-hmm. Which is, union dues are not that expensive depending on, they, you know, it's a sliding scale based on, you know, your, what, what kind of pay the company does. And then they go, well, if, if you guys have any problems, we're a family. Mm, They used this shit on me for 10 years. Mm. We're a family. And if you have any concerns, you should be able to, you should be able to come to um, your supervisor or your supervisor's supervisor, go over their head if they're not listening. And you should be able to bring all your concerns to them, which is also bullshit. That, yeah, that doesn't sound right. No. And I know because uh, as much as I as much as I enjoyed my job for ten years, they used this bullshit on me for ten years, and it is amazing watching what is changing. I was like, so who's the inventory manager now? They don't have that position. Imagine a bookstore without someone managing the inventory. Fam. Okay. 
And the pe- and the person they have doing it, he was the former inventory manager, and he's just a regular guy now, but they still let him do the shit, not paying him more. Mm-mm. But because he has mental health, like he has ADHD kind of, mm-hmm. and it keeps him focused. And so he's kind of happy to do it, but also he should be getting paid more. I was going to say, they need to let him focus on that money. Boy, that's so, to, you know, I know this is usually the how was your week thing, but we have not talked about unions for real on this podcast. And it is a real thing, and it's becoming more of a real thing now um, in the pandemic when people are making more money and more money is worth less in the inflation era. I just thought we needed to, I, I, that deserves some time. Fair enough. I, I know not a lot about unions, except that uh, <laughs> Jeff Bezos uh, got one stuck up his ass not too long ago. So. <laughs> Show motherfucking did. Oh, by a black man. Show did. That boy. Lindsey Graham tried to come at him, too, talking about this is the most reckless act of blah, blah, blah. And the dude was like, well, guess what? Um you're also talking shit about your own constituents because uh, your own constituents that vote for you also seek unionization. So eat a dick, Lindsey Graham. I swear, if I could... Unionize these nuts! If I could name this episode Eat a Dick, Lindsey Graham, I would. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not fighting the Facebook algorithms that hard. Sometimes you just got to, you know, <laughs> the gotta, numbers are going up. I don't want to <laughs> impede that. You got you to gotta, you gotta square up sometimes. It's true. You're right. You're right. This ain't the time. It is episode 181. 181. Um, I didn't ask you how your week was. It was all right. It was like, all right. Yeah, I mean, nothing exciting to speak of this week. Um, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about the things of that course. did excite me this week. But, yes. Um, no, personally, nothing, nothing okay. terribly exciting. Nothing this to week. report. You know, happy belated Mother's Day um, to all the mothers out there. Happy belated Mother's Day to all the milfs. To all, you, you could tell. You could tell when you're when you're going up in age generationally, because you start looking at you start looking a little differently at the mothers. Like, I, you know, I don't watch Real House. I, well, I decided I'm not watching this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because Porsche's not on, so for what? Um, but I saw Porsche's mother recently. Mm-hmm. Porsche's mother is oh, is the prototype. You can see where they 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 wanted to improve on that model, hmm. and that's how we got Porsche. Like Jesus. So she's the T one, and Porsche's the T one thousand. Correct. Okay. Correct. I didn't look at, well, no, I've always looked at mothers like that. I, no, that's a I lie. I say, you about to that, <laughs> sit up here and lie. That's, that is a lie. I was a cougar hunter and has been since his mid-20s. Um, so, yeah, shout out to the mothers. Um, it's an interesting, and I, again, not to spend too much time on this, it is an interesting time for black women in the past week or so, and we're going to get to that. Um, no matter no matter what you see on the internet, no matter what kind of slander you see, we love you and we love you and appreciate you. And 
I can at least speak for the men of this podcast is that we we will make a we will always make a consorted effort to encourage ourselves and other men around us to do better by you. Period. It's hard. It is it is it's hard. It is an up at dawn pride swallowing siege. That's what it is. Pause. <laughs> But we will do it anyway. Um, shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here, man? The fuck? Are you, why? Did y'all? Y'all know y'all didn't have to come. Like, you came here by choice. Like, like you don't have, like, you don't have to, you can, this is Texas. You can take that drink outside with you. Yeah, you could. I mean, it's on you. It's, it's cool, though. It's cool, though. We're, we're happy you're here. Just know, you can take that drink outside. Like, you can take it to the car. We don't care. Um, Not even going to put the little piece of tape on top of it. Correct. Right. It's here. Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. The first times, the long times, the last times. Uh, shout out to all our listeners on Spotify, Google, um, uh, Apple, Podcast Addict, any, anywhere where podcasts are distributed. Um, anywhere you choose to listen to us, we're grateful. Um, we're happy that you're here. Uh, SoundCloud. Um, want to give flowers while want to give flowers to people while they're here. Now, normally we like what we like is to give black people flowers. We like to give our brothers and sisters flowers. Okay. Every now and then we have we have an ally we did not count on. Okay, I got to hear this one out. Flowers go to J.J. Reddick. Ah, okay. Okay. So, uh, usually this would be the part, the part of the episode where I talk about how ESPN is a, is, is a declining shit show. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, J.J. Reddick is a retired basketball player, formerly played for Duke, uh, most recently played for, I think, New Orleans. Um, white dude with a bunch of tattoos. Correct. Very good shooter. Um, again, I judged him because he went to Duke. Turns out he's not one of them. I mean, if we're being honest, we've all judged him because he went to Duke. Absolutely. Like, we, we, let's be honest. We judge Duke people. I'm just saying. Um, it's like it's him and Grant Hill. Everybody else, fuck him. Correct. So, um, J.J. Reddick was on first take. It, well, yeah, this happened on first take. Um, Mad Dog Russo, <laughs> who, fuck him. The name of a legitimate journalist, <laughs> mind you. Chris Mad Dog Russo um, was talking shit about Draymond Green. You know, recently, wasn't it that Draymond Green got ejected? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and basically he's, he was talking about how Draymond Green is always cutting up in his antics. You know, all, all the shit that I talk about with Draymond Green. I will say, it, it, let's, let's be clear for the people that are new listeners. Everything you feel about, uh, about uh, whack-ass Draymond Green is everything we feel about Draymond Green. Yeah. <laughs> don't get, so don't get us wrong. Except when white people talk about him. I will say, <laughs> but that's in-house. We're not going to let the white man talk about it. And, and Mad Dog Russo really got his old white man shit off talking about shut up and dribble. Yeah. 
is essentially what he said. Um, now he said this in the in in the in the presence of two people. Mm-hmm. One was Stephen A. Smith, mm. and the other was J.J. Reddick. Yeah. Now, can you guess which one came to the defense of the one, black man? Can you guess which one defended defended the black man? If you can't, you've not been paying attention. J.J. Reddick immediately jumped to the defense of Draymond Green. And not only that, he, like, cut off Mad Dog Russo. was like, no, no, actually, no, let me talk. Because you're not, you're not making sense. You're not about to do a shut up and dribble right now. No, no, no. Right. Like, right. He, he emphatically jumped in there. And he defended Draymond Green in, a, in, in an eloquent way. That I gotta tell you, I would not have thought to defend Draymond Green. Mostly because, again, in my mind, fuck Draymond Green. Yeah. Um, he, it, it, I've always felt like Draymond Green is not the caliber of player that al- that allows for the fuckery that he commits. <laughs> that has always been my thing. Crazy part is he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely, probably first ballot. One hundo, one, and I hate it. I hate it. And JJ uh, Reddick has proven this is important to us for a few reasons. One, JJ Reddick has proven to be maybe one of the only respectable people I can think of working at ESPN at this point. <laughs> I and and two, JJ Reddick has proven to be what KSA Layman would refer to as a teammate. And we need a teammate at ESPN right now. Yeah. Because the existing because the, the black people, the existing black people, are not teammates. Stephen A. Smith is only exclusively a teammate to the bag. Coon. Or a coon. Well, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. A coon. Stephen A. Smith don't give a fuck about nobody and nothing but his his, his image and the bag. His hairline don't even care. Don't even. I swear, I think I. I still say that he sacrificed one day. He sacrificed his hairline. You know, like in Ghost Rider, or Nicolas Cage, like sacrificed his soul to the devil or whatever. I am sure a similar Faustian pact happened with Stephen A. Smith's hairline, uh, in exchange. For a multi-million dollar career at ESPN. His hairline literally looks like a topographical map of the Million Man March as it's being dispersed by the police. Nice. I kid you not. His shit looks like redlining. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I got a district map edge up. Shit, oh shit! It shit looks like planned construction. <laughs> it shit looks. It shit look like the annex of Fox Sports. <laughs> it shit looks like two different choices in Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> the quick way or the total way. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> would you like? Would you like to know the location of a of a of some conditioner on the way to your life? <laughs> oh man. Uh, actually, I have. You know what? Here, here we go. It's not long. I have the JJ Reddick read here. Okay. Let's see. Is this it? If this is not it, forgive me, y'all. 
same sort of connotations that the shut up and dribble crowd has towards athletes, and I have a real problem with that. And specifically with Draymond, the idea that America is tired of him. You do realize the guy has a very, very popular podcast that he hosts where he talks himself for a majority of the episode, and people listen to that. He signed a talent deal with Turner because people want to hear what Draymond has to say. The reason they want to hear what Draymond has to say is because just like in this press conference, he is real, authentic, and unfiltered. And as a player, he is real, authentic, and unfiltered. The edge that he carries himself with, he's talked about this since game one. Clay Thompson has talked about this since game one. It's what makes him great. It's what makes him a future Hall of Famer. It's the reason he is who he is. It's just like saying, hey, John Morant, stop dancing when your teammate's making a three. The reason John Morant is great is because he plays with joy and fun and a carefree attitude and a fearlessness. You can't take away what makes a player great. So there's no shut up and play. Uh, he is so polarizing. I think for all the fans that you think listen to the podcast or watch them, I can give you 50 million fans who would say the same thing enough already. So he is a polarizing athlete. Sure, there are certain younger fans, especially, that like to hear him play. I'll give you a large segment of older fans who have followed the NBA for 60 years, who are, this is not a political scenario or a race situation, who have followed Wilt and grew up as a Nick fan, who love Clyde and love Reed yeah, and love I, the I, Pearl. I agree with you on that. I don't think, I don't, I'm not saying it's a race situation. I'm saying that this, the, the fans you're talking about, they talk about athletes that way, like you just talked about an athlete. I think there's a lot. I think people, there's a people lot. On Fox, the people on Fox News talk about athletes that way. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I, my, I, issue. Fox News that's is, my issue. I, I don't actually care about the fans that watch Bob Cousy play right. or watch Wilt play. I don't care. Right. I appreciate that they've been NBA fans that long, right. but I don't appreciate the undertone. That has the same sort of. I mean. I mean. No, give JJ radical ether. Listen. Listen. He say I don't care what I don't give a fuck if they watch basketball when the shorts were above the knee. <laughs> Get the fuck if you if you want to relive that shit, go watch Wedding Time, motherfucker. JJ Reddick does not give a fuck. That was amazing. JJ, you know what? I there's not even enough to say. JJ Reddick hit this man with the air horns. That's a real motherfucker right there. I, one of the only good things that Duke has ever produced. Yeah, him and Grand Hill. Him and Grand Hill. That is it. Um, yeah. So, uh, usually we would go from flowers right into humans ain't shit, <laughs> but for this episode, just for this episode, we are going to forego the humans ain't shit segment only because after we get back from the song of the week. We will then proceed into humans not being shit of the highest caliber. Um, so we're, so we're going to go ahead and just jump out of that. And we're going to jump into the song of the week. We're moving into new territory here. I am a sucker for a, for a good cover. I love a good cover. Um, and I feel like do I feel like in the, in the, R&B in the soul category. I don't feel like I don't feel like brothers sample or cover cover, excuse me. 
enough hits from the ladies. Mm-hmm. Especially not the old, oh man. All I can say is this motherfucker, he did right by me and covered Chaka Khan. Hmm. This is Dijon with Sweet Thing. Mm. It's a bop, y'all. Just trust me on it. It's a bop. Sweet thing. If this is a part of the week, if this is a part of the week or a part of your evening uh, where pussy might come your way, go ahead and pour yourself something. Get comfortable. Don't you know you're my everything? (laughs) We're going to have a good podcast, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Sweet thing. Let's go.
And that was Sweet Thing by Dijon. You mean Mary J. Blige wasn't the first one to do that? <laughs> hey, you know what? And what I love about that, you know, I, I, I like talking about, like, good, clean camaraderie with the niggas. Mm-hmm. That, like, that takes me back to, like, open mic days when, like, after the show, a bunch of us would be outside the venue because we got kicked out. Yeah. Outside the venue just spitting or whatever somebody came to do, saying whatever. And there's always going to be one somebody to go to go run to the car and get the guitar. <laughs> And you could just and you could just hear you, that 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 brings me back to that, not not that Dijon was off key, but that just brings me back to like niggas just singing off key together and cutting up, yeah, and good clean fun type shit, yeah. I I, I love that kind of shit. The, you know when the niggas just get together and cut up at the barbecue, you know what I'm saying? Singing outstanding out loud off key. Outstanding. Sounded just like that. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. I love that shit. Um, that can be found on the Opinions While Black Featured Music playlist, available on Spotify and Apple. Mm-hmm. Just type in Opinions While Black Featured Music. You will get all the songs, more or less, most all of them, them. that you hear on uh, Opinions While Black each week. Uh, ideally updated weekly. <laughs> You know. I had to make a few amendments last week. There were a couple. I was just, I just happened to be looking through there were a couple of I, I I had missed. So I've yeah. It is newly amended. Uh, there's like eleven hours of music on there. Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> there's eleven. That will get you. That will get you through the security check at the at the airline. I got a trip coming up too. That's that's probably going to be it too. <laughs> that's the trip there. That's the security check. Yeah. That's waiting that's the that's the hour you didn't have to be there that you waited that you waited on the flight. So oh, it's going to outlast your phone charge. Real talk. Real talk. You're going to like by the by the time you've heard enough of the featured music playlist, you will be at your destination. Checking into the hotel. Damn. <laughs> Guaranteed. Um so Usually, the RIP segment of this podcast is handled a little differently. But. Why am I laughing? <laughs> oh, Damien, you ain't shit. But the, the culture has found itself in a very sudden, strange retrograde. And uh, head narcissist in charge Kevin Samuels is dead. <sighs> I had to make a conscious effort to not press the wrong sound effect. Go, go ahead and press the one that you're going to press. <laughs> press. Press what you're going to press. Oh, 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 no. What sound effect can you press right now that's going to be appropriate? Uh, there's a couple. <laughs> there's, there's, so many, there's, there's, there's so many options, actually. Um, oh, no. Wow. Wow. So, Kevin Samuels, um, self proclaimed relationship guru. Most relationship gurus are self proclaimed. YouTuber. Um, and um, 
Mr. Peanut impersonator uh, was found dead in his uh, was found dead in his home. Was he found dead or well? Will, well, the the authorities found him. Okay, he was not found alone, as some of you have said. He was not found alone. He was found in the comfort of a insanely attractive young lady. <laughs> Um, did he have he 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 had it was cardiac arrest right? It was post coital cardiac arrest. That that's 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 key. Post coital cardi- cardiac arrest. So he got one off, and it was the last one. Yeah, <laughs> look. If you're gonna I, go out, if you gotta go. Go with a smile. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We that that alone is worth ten minutes of comedy. You know what's crazy though? Like I didn't I didn't actually feel anything when I when I heard it. Like I wasn't I wasn't happy, obviously. I I wasn't saddened by it. I was just like, oh, how ironic. I didn't feel joy for Kevin Samuels dying. So a lot of you, uh, a a lot of, I'll say, my Twitter mentions are in shambles. Some of you have gotten the wrong impression that I felt joy um, at the death of a man who dedicated himself to being a daily impediment to women's self, to black women's self-esteem. That is not true. I felt joy at the joy those black women felt by him not being here anymore. Yeah. That's different. A lot of a lot of these dumb niggas have been saying, oh man, y'all wish somebody dead. Y'all wish somebody dead. No, we didn't wish him dead. Yeah. This is not Michael Jackson Moonwalker. He has no impact on my life. Like I don't I don't care for him dead or alive, one way or the well, other. Even even before you even get there. This is not Michael Jackson Moonwalker. A lucky star did not hit, and we wished, and it happened. And then we turned into a giant mecca and flew away. That's not what happened. He's No one wished him dead. He's dead, and the people that he insulted daily don't give a fuck. Yeah. That's what happened. If we're talking about what happened, nobody was sitting around wishing Kevin Samuels dead. I've always been confused by this human thing that we do that somebody can be a piece of shit their entire lives and the moment that they pass away you know people are like oh don't speak ill of the dead you know somebody should uplift him in prayer I'm like the nigga was a piece of shit fuck him like Wendy Williams Wendy Williams has made an entire career off of insulting people and being ugly and malicious 100% and the day that she passed out in her little Statue of Liberty outfit I laughed. Randall had a good time with that shit. I laughed. He had a good time with that shit. Do I want her to die? I don't care. I, I genuinely don't care if she lives or dies. But my 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 impression of her is that she is an, an, an evil, nasty, vile person who does all that shit for entertainment value. So what happens to her happens to her. I don't care one way or the other. Same thing with Kevin Samuels. And people can say shit like, well, I mean, the women called, they still were calling in 
to talk to him anyway. And you know what? Let me let me. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you jumped on that point. Cause let's get into. I'm see. I'm not as I'm not as broken up, or I don't have as much feeling about Kevin Samuels dying as I do about the dumb, inconsiderate madmen and incels that he left behind for us to deal with now because these the these are moon night level gymnastics <laughs> that these fucking morons have been doing um in the defense of their lord and savior wow i bro i shit you not this whole thing well well he wasn't tearing the black women down he's not insulting them if they're calling in and asking for it Couple of things. You can't ask for advice and people can be ugly in giving it to you. Correct. Two, as anybody knows in the past few years with this pandemic and everything going on, these are desperate times. I believe that people that people in need of healing, desperate people go to strange and sometimes dangerous places. Mm-hmm. Um, during desperate times. And Kevin Samuels was smart enough to know this and take full advantage. Yeah. Another thing. Well, they called in. Now you niggas are just being intellectually dishonest because Kevin Samuels said more than a little bit of shit that was unwarranted and unsolicited mm-hmm. and had nothing to do with anyone calling in and it was just him talking shit. Yep. Kevin Samuels has, and, and this is all, and what gets me is that this is all shit that is readily available with barely a Google search. It does not take more than a Google search and a social media search to find video of Kevin Samuels filming women with dogs and pets, usually, no, always without their consent and laughing at them and because they have pets painting them as lonely old crones that is readily available for anybody who wants to open their fucking phone and do a google search and look on instagram readily available he chose to put that out there into the world that is that was his choice and y'all are like oh wolves just callers no it wasn't no this motherfucker got his opinion off without callers, just as often as he did with them. You know, the irony of him referring to women as, or women and men as low-quality women and low-quality men, the the irony of that is not lost upon me as um, his timid little heart couldn't (laughs) handle the pressure. Like, bro, again, man, if, if... be very aware of how you treat people in life. And, and for all you people who are like, um, oh, well, I mean, he's just telling people, you know, he's just telling people. He was giving the truth, brutal you know, honesty. Whatever. Fuck you, too. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my brutal honesty is you can eat a dick. And, and, and here's my other point to that. Where the fuck have we gotten as a people, as a country, as a community? Where, on, where y'all have decided that honesty just has to be brutal. Black people are too forgiving also. Oh, entirely too forgiving. Um, as, a, 
as as a life as a lifelong um, believer in the Judeo Christian faith, I can I can definitely attest that there are times when we were too forgiving. Having said that, why have we decided that honesty has to be brutal? Right. Where have we got anybody who is that comfortable with brutality needs therapy? Honestly, we always do this. Well, well, y'all just can't take tough love. Why should anyone have to? Why is the I get it that sometimes tough love is necessary. Why is it the go to? Yeah, that's the problem I have. Where's compassion? Where is compassion? Where is where is unsafe? Because I I can say this I I doubt that anyone that he gave advice to took that advice constructively and made something of themselves because of it. Oh no no it's documented. There are people who talked to Kevin Samuels and wanted to kill themselves. That's documented. I can find that with a Google search. There are people that talked to Kevin Samuels and got and went into a state of depression and wanted to kill themselves. And you insensitive motherfuckers turned around and went, well, that's their problem. They can't hang. They should. They uh, they shouldn't. They shouldn't internalize it. Well, which one which is one it? Is, is, it he, is he giving? Is he giving up the truth that people need to hear, according to you, or or are they internalizing it too much? You can't have it both ways. You can't. The mental gymnastics of these people. This is like Tom Holland Spider Man level shit. It's, it is unconscionable. And these, these same people, I can tell you, these same people who anytime I had a valid complaint about Kevin Samuels and the poison and the venom he spews in my community, all of a sudden I am a simp, I am a homo, I am a pussy panderer, I am a, a, I am a, I am a, a, an agent for the white man, I am... These are hard truths, us. These are hard truths. I can hear any myriad of names leveled against me over the years, and I'm and I don't give a fuck because I've given as good as I've gotten. Have called me any level of names over the years, but suddenly they can't whoop your ass. None of which could whoop my ass. Not a one person who has leveled any of these names and complaints against me. Could and would ever whoop my ass. I drop none of them. None of them exceed five eight, and I drop all of them on their fucking head. I'm being messy. But the second, the second the rabbit has the gun, <laughs> now you niggas have decided you have a code of honor. Yeah. Now you niggas have decided that that there's a such thing as right and wrong. Now. Suddenly, there's a there's such a thing as brutality, and it's been leveled against you because the rest of the internet is a bunch of big meanies that hurt your fifis. Oh. Oh. Suck my whole dick! Wow, suck my dick! Honestly, the nerve of you motherfuckers! It is it is so strange how people don't give a fuck about other people until it, until it's them, until they are other people. Ain't no fun when the rabbit has the gun, is it? You little bitch. Just a lesson to y'all. Don't get those. um, Stay away from those gas station boner pills. (laughs) And you know what? 
I'm gonna do them a solid. I am going. I am going to. I am going to shoot him. I'm gonna shoot Kevin Samuels a bit of praise. I saw this young lady he brought home. <laughs> I saw this little. Whew. I I think his I I think his uh his age bracket would call them tenderonies. Because mm. she's not quite no. If she was between eighteen and thirty-five, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, twenty-seven <laughs> and thirty-five, she was in the danger zone. Uh, if she was thirty-five and above, she was a leftover. So, oh, she, oh, yeah, that's right. She's a left. She, she she's over thirty-five. She, I don't think she was over thirty-five. I think she was in the danger zone and a nurse, no less. Mm. Let me tell you something. I saw this young lady. First of all, Kevin Samuels talked exactly about this. This weight bracket of woman. This because let me tell you this this is a woman who veers in who's not quite a BBW but could very also easily be seen on realitykings.com. <laughs> <laughs> and he definitely talked about women like this, including and especially Lizzo, um, like a dog, and was definitely found. Um, apparently, according to the report, was on top of this woman when he started having issues. Couldn't hang. Again, if you're going to go out, that's the way to go out. Huh? Went out in that thunderclap. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. There's worse ways to go. Caught him some uh, of that. Caught him some of that. Uh, caught him some of that. Erica Badu. Caught him some of that. Meg the Stallion. No, no. <laughs> and my thing is this: everybody go. Let's let's first of all get out of the way. Death is not a punishment. It's a thing that is going to that happens and is going to happen to each and every one of us. So y'all can save the bullshit about. Well, you're going to have your turn, too. Nigga, I have my turn now. You're correct. Well, one, you're right. But two, nigga, I have my turn right now. You hear the shit that people say about me now, in this moment, today? You think I give a fuck what they're going to say about me when I die? Also, I don't have these problems. Like, like a lot of shit y'all talk about, with these women, I don't have these problems. I have a I have a good community around me. I have curated a good community of decent people that don't treat people like this. Mm-hmm. I have curated a good community of people, and let me tell you something. And I, in the spirit of my father, because my father is always my go-to. Um, may he rest in peace. Always my go-to when I look to what community looks like. My father treated everyone he came into contact with unless you cut him off on 45. With <laughs> the best part is I do exactly what that means. <laughs> with dignity and respect. Everyone. Everyone. Nobody was above respect unless they start fucking with you. That was that was that was my dad's code. And when he went, 
it was wall to wall people that respected, loved, and adored him. I didn't talk about this on the podcast, but someone came to someone came to my house who had not heard the news looking for my father. Yeah, I brought him in, I brought him in the garage where everybody sits and chills and drinks beer. And I sat him down and I explained what happened to him. Mm. This man was in shambles. This man I I thought I was a wreck when my father died. This man was in shambles as if he grew up alongside me and came from this man's loins. And he looked me in the eye and said, there were, there were a lot of times when your father was like a father to me. Dang. Broke me. Broke me. I would be, I don't know Kevin Samuel's personal life. I don't. That is true. Many of you said, I don't know this man personally, which is part of the point. All you have out here, because everybody's not going to know you personally, and everybody's not going to like you. Mm-hmm. All you have out here is your, is, reputation. is your reputation, your name, and how you made people feel. Yep. Yep. And, th- and guess what? I don't feel bad for what Kevin Samuels did to himself or not did to himself because there are people with a lot less out here doing a lot more with what they have. My father was one of them. I aspire to be another. Yeah. Kevin Samuels made those choices for himself. And he and for what I understand, I've I've listened to those interviews was 10 toes down on his shit. Felt no shame. So he should feel no shame in the backlash. Well, he doesn't feel anything because he's dead. Yeah. But I imagine would feel no shame whatsoever in the backlash. All I will say is, you know, rest in piss. You, you know. That does, okay, so that deserves an ether. Okay. Fuck Jay-Z. <laughs> All right. Um, to, to wrap that up, um, this from a friend of ours, a dear friend of ours, Candace, Mm -hmm. wonderful actress. Yes. Wonderful actress, wonderful, insightful person. If Kevin Samuels wanted a better, better legacy for himself, he would have made it while he was alive. Actually, what the fuck is that? I think that's a. Maybe that was a gnat or something. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm going to go back. If Kevin Samuels wanted a better legacy for himself, he would have made it while he was alive. Don't nobody care about y'all shaming folks for how they feel about his legacy. Death is a common occurrence and it doesn't absolve folks from their feelings. He said what he, he, said what he wanted to say about whomever and now the celebrants are doing the same. One good turn deserves another. It's just words, right? Also, if your death causes this much celebration from women, dot, dot, dot. Mm. That deserves air horns. Give Candace, <laughs> give Candace the fucking air horns. Love that woman. Shout out to Candace. Shout out to Candace. 
Uh, I don't know what her latest project is, but whatever it is, I'm sure she is killing that shit. So you, if you don't know, you will find out soon. Uh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. I have said it before. Uh, I, we got to get her on the podcast. Um, she is one of these people that I am certain is going to uh, blow up out of Houston. Yeah. Guaranteed. Uh, no doubt in my mind. Um, so, yeah. Um, rest in piss, rest in pig slop, whatever. Um, bye. Bye, Kevin Samuels. Rest in puss. What? Whoa. Hit that with the air horns. I assume we can't use that for the title. No. Damn. No. <laughs> um, so with the death of the head, the head narcissist in charge, um, the question remains, who is next in line to take the Iron Throne of Misogyny. Who will wield the shield? Who will wield the shield? <laughs> oh, man, I remember. When they, they've, they've used that. Marvel's used that shit at least twice. Yeah. Um, actually, well, no, I'm not going to talk about that. We'll get to that when we talk about Doctor Strange. Okay. But um, who's next in line? I've decided that there are three people. Okay. Or there are three entities, rather. I'm ready for this. That are next in line to take the throne. Or at least to battle for the throne. Hopefully to the death. (laughs) Oh, man, sir. Oh, we get a little more savage every week. I mean. Um, Number three. And this is is pretty much from least likely to most likely. Mm -hmm. Um, Number three is Tommy Sotomayor. Um, I guarantee Randall's not heard of Tommy Sotomayor. I was about to say, never heard of him. Tommy Sotomayor is, no, he is literally, um, he is the the living, real-life embodiment of Uncle Ruckus. Oh, wow. Head to toe. Darkness. Oh, my God. He is the worst. Well, remember we had that, we we showed that, I showed you that one time, that footage of... uh, uh, fucking fucking uh, fucking fucker, um, <laughs> where that nigga punched that woman in the face. Yes, they got thrown. That's Tommy Soto. Ah, oh, that's trash. He is the he. Yeah, he is the old school. Um, Don't upper you trust and, them, no niggas over there. trust them, no niggas over there. He is yeah. a a. Old school Hall of Fame He Man Woman Hater. Good for him. Now, because he is so old and so fucked up looking, um, he is he has been in decline lately as far as the uh the power rankings hmm. in the past few years. You haven't heard a lot of Tommy Tommy Sotomayor. Um but I sense that the power void is just open enough for someone to to rise up again from the void, mm. like the like like the like the Star Wars movies. All of a sudden, we looked up and Palpatine was back for no reason, for nothing. <laughs> Shout out to J.J. Abrams for pulling that out of his ass. By the way, uh, we just looked up one movie later, and they just it literally in the opening credits up and decided that Palpatine was back. No context whatsoever. Ultimate 
power. <laughs> and Tommy Sotomayor would very appropriately be the resurrected rotting corpse of Palpatine. <laughs> That, now, that is the worst-case scenario and probably the least likely as well mm. because niggas... See, what, what, got, what got these niggas about Kevin Samuels was that he was a well-dressed nigga telling niggas who I imagine don't even bathe um, and probably wash their clothes once a month that they, too, could be high-value like he told people he was Tommy Sotomayor isn't really an image guy and that was that was part of his that was part of the hook Tommy Sotomayor is just a nigga he's just a nigga that you could easily see um outside outside your corner store um losing at Domino's um on Eastern Parkway I wouldn't know um I doubt Randall has even Googled him. It doesn't matter. No, I'm not, I'm not going to. Not going to. Okay. He doesn't want that in, his, in the algorithm. No, no, no. Number two. The number two person who could ascend to the throne. Um, DJ Academics. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the cornball hater version of Boo Boo the Bear <laughs> uh, has, made a, has made a name for himself very recently. Uh, among the He-Man woman haters, um, by his his constant obsession with his hatred for Megan Thee Stallion, mm. um, and the girls like Megan Thee Stallion, and hating Megan Thee Stallion is more than enough to get you considered to be a He-Man woman hater. Mm-hmm. Um. He does this a lot. He has a lot of shit to say. And he's been caught on. Uh, he's been another guest on uh, another person on this list on fucker and fuckity fucker, um, calling women bitches and yelling people and yelling out their names and basically doing a lot of a lot of the most that he would never do in the presence of a nigga that he had a problem with. Yeah. Um. Because very easily, any woman that he disrespects could very easily just go, don't make me get Vic Mensa on your ass. Uh, yeah, Vic Mensa's already said it's on site. It is true. It is true. It is It is. Uh, it is Jaegers and Kaijus when, <laughs> when it comes to them motherfuckers. Uh, then, let me tell you, um, they will waste no time. Vic Mensa will waste no time to mm-hmm. slap the shit out of him. I want to see it. And let me and don't and don't get it twisted, y'all. Because the slap the shit out of you factor in these streets is increasing astronomically. Yeah, it can happen to anyone. Like everybody, like we didn't get a lot of play, but I remember when they said the Migos came looking for uh, Justin Leboy. Quavo was tired of him talking that shit. One of them, I don't know. Quavo take off. It doesn't matter. Um, so it can happen. Now, the reason, now, again, not as unlikely as Tommy Sotomayor, but also, but still unlikely nonetheless, only because 
DJ Academics is absolutely and completely swagless. Devoid of all. He has entirely too many L's. See, the thing was, Kevin Samuels didn't really get into beefs with other dudes, which meant that he didn't really have a record of L's. And the only time he really got into it with somebody was Umar Johnson. Mm. And nobody really gave a fuck. Nobody. Because... Uh, fuck them both. Um, so there was no winner there because no matter who won, we all lost. Um, DJ Academics has entirely too many L's on his docket. As a, You don't even need a lot of them. You could honestly just take the constant L's he suffered at the hands of Jesus and Miro and just sprinkle that over his corpse. And that would be enough. I remember when Jesus and Miro just dedicated a little, just a little bit of time in every episode of the of the podcast to just lambasting this poor man <laughs> and his Honda Civic. Um, I don't see him ascending to the throne. Um, and also, DJ Academics is getting up there in in age, and I don't think he has the. I don't think he has the the following in his age bracket to take the throne. Um, Because you need that following. Kevin Samuels seemed to unite all ages of fuck nigga. You saw him kicking it with Joe Budden. You saw him kicking it with uh, Brittany Renner. You saw him kicking it with Future. That's not easy to do to unite all the fuck niggas under one under one umbrella. He was he was almost he was almost like who was that Kanye and Drake were trying to free? Larry Hoover. He is almost the Larry Hoover of fuck niggas. Cause they had that dream that Larry Hoover was gonna unite all the gangs and all the all that shit. He didn't even unite the audio feed for that concert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. This water's so good. (laughs) So you can almost call DJ Academics the Ben Simmons of this competition. I'll say it. Yeah, he was Ben Simmons. Um, Popular for no reason. Popular for no reason other than his proximity to other popular people that are popular for no reason. Because he definitely wrote that that 6'9 penis for all it was worth. Hey, yo. (laughs) I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Um, Where is 6'9? Oh, wait, who cares? Don't care. Don't care. Um, And the number one... uh, most likely um, ascendant to the throne to the, for the Iron Throne is fresh and fit. Mm. Most specifically, I don't know one from the other. I am just assuming that I am just assuming the tall, lighter skinned nigga is fresh because neither of them look fresh he, nor fit. He's the whoever. Yeah, he's the dumber one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one who seems to do the most talking. Yeah, I suspect. That this would be, I'm going to say fresh, 
Uh, fucker and fucker. Uh, fucker and fuckity fucker. I don't know. I'm going to assume that this is going to be Fresh's moment to Justin Timberlake out of this shit. Mm. I, I sense it. I sense it. One, because we know how colorism works. <laughs> Two, I sense that he's going to find himself a style consultant that's going to finally tell him to get rid of that, to, to get rid of that even all over fade he's been getting since the second grade. No. <laughs> no. He's never doing it? No. Dudes who are predisposed to having bad haircuts <laughs> don't grow out of it. This is a, this is an actual fact. It's true. You you know, you were you were right about that. Like I've I've never seen uh, I've never seen a dude unless unless a woman changed his life. I've never seen a dude like on his own volition suddenly straighten out his edge up. Uh, yeah, that, no, never. You know that little Carlton Banks cut that I've been getting all my life. <laughs> I finally see the way. Nope, nobody wakes up from that. They usually just grow up and get like shitty dreadlocks. <laughs> you just go keep squaring off them sideburns. Neither fresh nor fit. Neither fresh nor they do not look fresh nor fit. I sense this is going now. Maybe not a style consultant, but I sense this is going to be his moment to Justin Timberlake away from um, the quieter, dark skinned presumably Nigerian nigga. <laughs> I, sure. apolog- I apologize to my fellow. I apologize to any of my Nigerians that listen to this. Um, if he is not one of you, please make that known. Um, See the Nigeria or Ghanaian? So. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not. No, I'm not getting to that di- diaspora thing. Notice I, I just stopped talking after I said yeah, that. I was just saying. <laughs> I sense this is going to be his time to try to break away and Beyonce his way out of this shit. Or Michelle Williams his way out of it. Or, well, or that. <laughs> uh, it, can go the other, it, can, it can go the complete opposite way as well. But Michelle also said, y'all can hate me all y'all want. I still got paid. It's true. Because Michelle, it feels like Michelle Williams fell through that trap door on 106 and Park and we just never really <laughs> saw much of her again. But those checks kept coming. They kept coming. And have been doing her well. Shout out to Michelle Williams, man. Michelle Williams actually still look good. Um, they all do. I, I mean, that's what the money does. I, <laughs> the the money and whatever Faustian pact Matthew Knowles signed. Also, black does not crack, sir. Oh, of course, black does not crack. We must of course remember not. that. Of course not, because if we're really keeping score, we talk about Beyonce and. Nobody is a bigger fan of post-pregnancy Beyonce than myself. The real gym there is Calendria Roland. Yeah. My God. Yeah. My God. When I tell it's one thing to upgrade from being fine, like Beyonce did. But when it's not broke and it it's never been it's never been fixed because it's never needed to be fixed. Kelly Rowland is just Elaine, all her own, man. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. boy, I tell you. Yeah. Um, I well, no, I'm not playing big ass titties. I'm not, I'm not playing that. Um, but yes, the the sentiment is there. 
I believe that I believe that the next in line, and they are not nearly. Let me let me be clear on Fresh and Fit. Mm-hmm. They are not nearly as intellectually plugged in as Kevin Samuels is. Because no matter what I think of Kevin Samuels, he was educated enough that he could package the bullshit well. Well enough for the dumbasses, but yeah. he he could package the bullshit in a way that was marketable to his audience. I'll give him that. Fresh and fit are flailing. I um I'm actually disappointed that you missed out on the obvious number one. But it's Who's okay. the obvious number one? Um, the nigga who was sleeping on the couch <laughs> in the video. Because <laughs> he probably got the password. <laughs> Anybody checked on um, that large hairy man that was sleeping in Kevin Samuels' bed that one time? We need to ask the nurse. <laughs> see, see what I'm talking about? Was he there? See, see, all of these are questions. These are questions that need answers. Because, you, know, you know, shit like that is usually the best kept secret. Because we all know Luther was gay and... We never had, sir. Never, never did a nigga step up. Never say that around my mother, sir. I mean, my mother too. She's still in denial. <laughs> look, man, you're talking to somebody that has had to that has had to debate uh, Lando Calrissian selling out the empire to my mother. <laughs> I just, I, I just find that to go. You, you, you're right, mama. You're right. You're right. He was, he was, he was singing to you. That was the best kept secret of all. Time to this day, no one has stepped up. No one has got. No one has gone for that book deal. Come on now, that's a bag. Now that I don't know what the bag is, I don't know if there's a bag, and I don't know what the bag looks like. But that I guarantee you, for no one to have stepped up to this day, that's a bag. Because let me tell you something: when they have Kevin Samuels Memorial, all these niggas gonna step right up. There is no loyalty in Atlanta. None. Everybody want that bag. Everybody out for that number one headband. Anyway. I still think it's kind of wild that he's going to be on uh, Atlanta next week, this week. He's going to be on Atlanta. And I'm probably going to laugh at that shit. Yeah. Because Atlanta been hard. Like, boy, Atlanta been on it. Some people have had their criticisms of Atlanta. Atlanta been on it. I'm going to wait till the end of the season to talk about it. Are we going to make that a Patreon? Nah, I mean, we might. We might. We might. Uh, we'll see what the we'll see what the listeners. We can't give everything to Patreon. Um, but we'll see what the listeners think. Um, in all this, there has been new music. Oh, um, Jack Harlow dropped some shit. Oh. <laughs> um, the white guy that was hanging out with Drake at the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's the, weird. The white guy who had black folks carrying him because he didn't want to get his shoes. Is dirty. that true? Yes, he. They I, would, someone said that on Twitter. I was like, y'all are just. They were literally carrying this dude because he didn't want his shoes to get dirty. Oh, that that's that's wrong for so many reasons. You know, if it would have been me, he's like, hey, bro, you think you got me? <laughs> what? You got. I'd have dropped his jacket on the. You can walk over. You can walk over your coat. Um. Yeah. But 
I did not not knowing that. Um, today, Jack. today at work, I was listening to the new Jack Harlow album. Mm. How was that? Um, Come home, the kids miss you. I believe is the name of the album. Um, okay. I so I'm talking to his father. What? What is? I don't know. I don't. I so I was not previously familiar with Jack Harlow's like music until someone told me I was. Apparently, when we're playing Call of Duty and DJ Byrne um, gets the helicopter to pick us up, mm-hmm. you can play like radio music and. I didn't know that was his song. What's popping? But didn't popping. Oh yeah. Uh, so he likes that song. So we fly around and uh, rob people on Call of Duty to that music. <laughs> um, that's fucked up. That's a fucked up song to get robbed to. By the way. <laughs> um. So yeah, come fuck with us in Blood Money Plunder if you want the Whiter Drake. Correct. Because this was that. This was a sensitive ass album. Oh, so he's trying to do like a new Mac Miller. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's getting in on the. He, he's getting in on the. He's cashing in on the women. Okay. He okay. this is because this is a lot of love songs and shit, mm. or love song adjacent kind of thing. Fortunate. Um, lyrically, he cheats less than Drake, but um, that's not hard to do. Um, <laughs> so um, there was a Drake feature. There was a of course. Uh, oh, there was a Justin Timberlake feature. Oh, of course. There was a Snoop Dogg feature that I did not appreciate. I mean, has I, Snoop ever said no? No, absolutely. And he won't. He's a Call of Duty character. No, he's not going to say no to any bag. Um, I was surprised at how that I wasn't overly impressed lyrically. I didn't expect to be overly impressed lyrically. Uh, which which makes me wonder why Jack Harlow is received better than Eminem. He's, I mean, he's basically Eminem for this generation. Fair enough. Um, he's Eminem for the under forty club. Because I didn't, I didn't hate this album, and the production is clearly there. Mm. Uh, the features were clearly there. Um, the the sound quality is clearly there. Uh, the, the clearly. He had the best of everything. Was clearly supported by the label, and label support matters. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that in just a second, because I lyrically he is not impressive, but the samples that were a couple of the samples that were used were impressive. The way those samples were used, I I heard like. I think it was maybe it was the Pharrell joint, but yeah, Pharrell had a feature on here too. Mm. Um, Pharrell's getting back in his bag with these features. Pharrell ain't never been out of his bag. This is also true. Um, He's just getting a new donation from his familiar. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's true too. Uh, y'all know I was right about the familiars, right? <laughs> y'all didn't hear that shit about Machine Gun Kelly and, and Megan Fox, like yeah, blood swapping and shit. I told y'all. I told y'all that woman is feeding off that man. Anyway, Jack Harlow, I, I have to admit I enjoyed this album. And I it will I don't know if it will stand up to an, what I call an honest listen while I'm not working. Cause there's a difference in what you can listen to to get through work, what you can listen to on your commute, 
And what you can listen to at home chilling. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I can listen to playing Call of Duty. Um, I don't know if it's going to stand up to that, but so far, I don't hate it. It's an it's impressive. It's impressive in all in all the ways, except probably uh, lyrically. Okay. Um. So I like it so far. I'll say that so far, so good. Uh, Ella May. Dropped her new album. Oh, she did now. She did. Did not know that. Snuck this shit out. Mm, it's not good. It, it, sneaking the album out is not good. You got can't sneak it out. You gotta. Ele, and, and and I'm gonna and I'm gonna get to that about label support. I sense that this album did not have the support of the label. I sense that they felt she was taking risks on this album that she need not. Mm. Um, I don't see where those risks are because and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up the album right now. Um, so you're saying it was pretty solid. It was a, this, was a, this was a hugely solid effort. This was a strong, it was a much stronger album than the last one. And it, let's see who we have here. Roddy Rich. Mm-hmm. Lotto, Lucky Day. Honestly, that's a, and that's not a lot of features. That's enough for me. That is more than enough for me. And just with that amount of features, and then the fact that outside of three features, there are no, I believe there are no skips on this album. Mm. For this to not have the support of the label, I don't know what's going on with her team. That's close to her. Each and every one of them needs to be fired. Because this did not get the rollout it deserved. This did not get the the promotion it deserved. She ought she ought to have been booked for every music podcast imaginable. She should be she should be interview Joe Budden should be interviewing her. I hate to say that, but you know he is. A, it's it's yeah. a top five podcast. Yeah. Rory and Maul ought to be uh, ought to be there. She ought to be on Jimmy Fallon. She should be making the rounds right now. But instead, but instead we're all sitting around talking about uh, Future's album and uh, you know, fucking Kevin Samuels. Side note: You got to appreciate the fact that I don't know if you saw Future's video with Drake and whoever the other dude is. It, it was a King Arthurian type video. And really? The, and the title of it was The Toxic King. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So he's leaning into it. He's owning it. I can't be mad at him. He's you owning can't it. Stop him. We, it. It's true. It's true. Um, but I feel like this I feel like this album was such a success that any efforts made on the part of the team around the album were a failure. Gotcha. The anticipation should have been higher. Um, and I f- they dropped the ball on this one. And I think we're going to look back at this album this year and go, I, people are going to be looking back at this album. They're going to roll out. I don't even think that what they rolled out for singles was strong enough to tell you how strong this album was. And I think we're going to look back at the end of the year and say, damn, LMA snuck a, snuck a joint out and we 
were not paying attention. Mm. I'm going to check it out this week. I it's, it is worthwhile. I and you know we 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 passed up doing music last week. I I strongly suggest this one. I strongly mm. suggest you check out Kaylani. I will check that one out too. Um, Kaylani, I have not finished PJ Morton, but so far so good. Okay. Um, I think I just heard, I just heard the song with Nas and Stevie Wonder on that one. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, oh, that was oh, you know what you know what came out we have not talked about, and I guarantee neither of us has listened to it. Black Star, it's out. Black Star is out, and it is not being received well. I mean, they they wanted to um, they wanted to. Uh, have it on what whatever luminary luminary whatever. okay how long did it take for people to bootleg it and put it everywhere else <laughs> not long at all <laughs> you know what we have not talked about yet what have we not talked about and as we speak my cousin from atlanta just texted me this look at that bottom bottom message. the bottom text you could read it out loud if you want to uh hey d so about 10 years ago you told me kendrick lamar was one of the greatest rappers uh, and today I watched his video, The Heart Part Five, and see you even and see you you even you knew even back then that he would make it leg- to legendary status. He's not wrong. Mind blown emoji. He is not wrong because I, I I did not I forgot to put that on the rundown because mm-hmm. you were correct. Kendrick is back. Um. As it, as so it goes when the Fire Nation attacks, just when the world needed him most, Kendrick Lamar is motherfucking back. Yes. Um, he dropped the Heart Part Five. Yes. Uh, from his upcoming album, aren't we get? Are we get? We're getting that this month. It's supposed to be, if I'm not mistaken, this Friday. Nigga, I I thought I had at least another week. Mm-mm. Um. I want to say it said the the 13th or 14th or something like that. I see why we've been getting all this all this music coming out now because niggas are nervous. The labels <laughs> are nervous. Black Star did not want to drop on the same weekend as Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Well, I well, I don't know what Black Star wanted to do cuz I I have not heard the album and we'll probably talk about it eventually. That album I've heard zero slaps. Which one? Black Star. Oh, no. I, I, was already, they, they, I was done talking about that. Oh, okay. I was say, they, they, yeah, because they've been. They both hoes anyway. <laughs> Sorry. The, chop, the chopper going to spray. You know what I'm saying? And, and when I die, y'all can tell us, like, oh, man, y'all need to give him a break, man. Y'all need to be cool, man. Don't, don't hate on that man like that. That man died. No. If you hate me now, hate me then. Keep the same energy. Fuck oh, Blackstar. Oh, boy. I'm going to listen to it, though, just so I can talk shit about it. Uh, I, I feel like I'm going to do the same. Now, that might be Patreon. Um, you know, no. Don't waste them. Don't waste a review on them. <laughs> don't waste their money. No. <laughs> so, Kendrick Lamar is back, and he's back with not only the song, he's back with a video. Yes. Very interesting video. I, like... I took my eyes away from it doing something else, but if you if you blink, you're going to miss it. 
because Kendrick, at first glance, is just Kendrick Lamar rapping in front of the in front of the camera, but very subtly, his like he he starts shape shifting, like his face starts shape shifting. It looks like he it looks like he did this in between his wash and retwist. <laughs> It looks like he got the wash. I, I'm telling you, he must have went to the same place I go to get my shit twisted. Because you get the wash, and they'll be working on somebody else because they double booked. And you be sitting there waiting for 30 minutes with your hair all out, waiting for your retwist. Hey. Let me not do that. Those, Let me not do that this time because Dion, Dion washed and retwisted and styled my shit in two hours flat. And that deserves the Medal of Motherfucking Honor. So... Uh, Kendrick in his washed and untwisted hair um, starts rapping in front of a green screen and his face starts shape-shifting into like Will Smith. Was Will Smith? Yeah, it was, uh, Will it was Smith, OJ. OJ. It was OJ, Kanye, um, Will Smith, Nipsey Russell, Kobe. Nipsey, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. Kobe. Um, so he, he's kind of started off with intent. Oh, and Jesse, Jesse Smollett. Oh shit, Jesse was one of them. So yeah, he he was using polarizing black men, black figures, um, correct. And then Nipsey was more of a tribute to to Nipsey towards the end, right? I I I I thought it was he's he, still in he, shape. He used yeah, he used a cheat code by by using the Marvin uh, oh, sample. He sampled. I want my, you my. Favorite Marvin Gaye song. I want you the right way. I want you, but I want you to want me too. Oh, oh, that's that's. that's oh. Want you to want me the right way, just like I want you. Oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, we do, that's I won't call that nigga Peace Theater. Let's, hey, get, hey, let's go. Um, oh, so yeah, great sample. One, a, another cheat code sample. We're gonna do. We now we definitely are doing a Patreon on cheat code samples. Um, because that is because that is one. Um, and lyrically, breath controls there. The lyrics are there. Yeah. The the metaphors. He's still in shape. He's still in shape. He he has been. He's hungry. He's hungry again. He's. You can tell he's ready to get out the house. He is. I compare him to the end of Fast and Furious Nine, where Jason Statham just in just in the basement somewhere. Yeah. Going at that bag, with 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 his with his Adonis Creed hoodie on and shit. <laughs> Jason Statham's still hungry too. He he be in some of these stupid ass movies, but Jason Statham was still out there. What is he like sixty? Shit, he's sixty a, is still whooping your ass. I just know he's in better shape than me. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm I'm hype. I'm hype. And as a matter of fact, when they announced that album, we didn't talk about it. No, I'm not gonna talk about it until it actually happens. Because I, I feel like if... I sense we're going to dedicate a solid 20 minutes to Kendrick. Hey, I'm just... I sense it. Just saying. Uh, something tells me we're it's going to be a Kendrick episode. Um, But yeah, so I didn't know we were getting it 
this week. Yeah, it's supposed um, to be this week. Oh, that's a that's a reason to that's a reason to stay to stay hype and uh, get through this bum ass work week quickly. Because <laughs> I I am going I I ain't gonna be good for shit on Friday. I'm t- oh, pussy got to wait. I ain't, I ain't gonna be good okay. for. Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. I, I, I mean, like, I, I, mean, I had I, mean, to, I had to go ahead and I had to go ahead and, and recant that. I don't, you know, that's I mean, not I don't, true. I don't know what you got lined up. Man. I, I lied you know. to myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is a lie. Um, it, I mean, it might be on during. I don't know. Um, that, that sounds weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought about this it after stick I... ain't for free. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great timing. Oh, that'd be perfect. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember when you was conflicted. Oh man. Oh man. You know what? Hey, you know what? You know what it is about Kendrick. Kendrick has such mainstream appeal. But at the heart of him, he is one of the rapidy rappers where the pussy's supposed to dry up. Well, he's in that. He is in that category. He is an artsy rapidy rapper who should be with the likes of like, and this is no diss to them, with the likes of like Fonte and the likes of. But also, he has songs like Backseat Freestyle. And, oh yeah, that's true. And, 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 you and know, swimming pools. Yeah, good kid, Mad City. Good kid. Yeah, you're right. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. I give you that. He's he's he has marketed it better than his than your average rapidy rapper. Um, do we have any like? Do we do that on the spot? Do we have expectations of like numbers? Do we do that? I don't care. I, yeah, I, I just care about whether or not whether I like it or not. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I agree. That's how I feel. Um, so we'll be ready. Um, just be expecting this to be a, a somewhat Kendrick pod, Kendrick centric podcast. Uh, whenever that drops next week, uh, this Friday, whatever. Um, uh, where's my oh, where's my magic list? Where's my list? It should be almost through. Oh, we haven't done this in a while. It's time for Drake Watch. Baby. Oh. Uh, you trolls are gonna learn to stop fucking with Drake. Y'all are gonna learn. Y'all are going to learn. Your look, your social media arms are not long enough to slap box with six god. They're not. Um, I didn't even do my intro. This is Drake Watch, where we talk, where we talk about what six god is doing, who six god is doing it with, and are there coded messages to Rihanna they in it? Rocky. Oh. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> It's been so long, I forgot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Drake. So, recently, Drake was talking about, I think he was talking about, like, John Morant and his son and how involved John Morant is with his son, something like that. And he was Drake was saying that that's how involved he's going to be with Adonis. Much like, you know how, okay. I mean, you know how, like, LeBron is – Essentially on the court with his son now, like basically trying to cornrow his son's hair too. <laughs> and Drake basically said that he would be like that with his kid. And I don't know what the comment was, and it doesn't matter at this point. 
some troll got in the comments and said some loose shit disrespecting Adonis. And Drake immediately said, you know what? I ought to text your bitch because I know she's bored. And followed the man's wife on social media, yeah. jumped into the jumped into the DMs and DM'd her. And, and said something to the effect of, um, you know, I, I figured I might as well follow you to, to give you some excitement since you obviously not getting it at home. <laughs> First of all, that is air horns. Second of all, I don't have to know any of the follow-up to know that that was a fight at home. <laughs> that. And she refuses. She is not unfollowing. She is not unfollowing Drake and should not have to. Um, that was an argument at home. Guaranteed. Yeah. I, I'm telling you now. Let me tell you something. I am not jealous. I am not insecure. Aubrey Graham starts following you and DMs you. I'm going to get irrational. I'm going to get irrational. As long as you admit it's being irrational. The fuck? What the fuck do you mean? Well, how many fucking emojis was it? How many hard emojis did he send you? Now, don't give me that four or five shit. First, it was four. Now, it's five. Now, it's four or five. How many fucking emojis was it? You counted that much? You sounding real insecure right now, my nigga. You know, get get, get no nah, fuck that. Get 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 Drake to do your fucking nails. Uh, get already, that nigga to cash app you shit. He already did. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a oh it's a oh it's a fight. It's a weeks long fight. It's, that's Clash of the Titans at home. Hey, Drake sent me a ticket to Calabasas. Oh shit! Should I go? And that nigga and, I, and I, that nigga tight. That nigga tight because he knows your woman would love to have dinner at Dodger Stadium. No, no matter how clever you are, no matter how witty you are, your your social media game is never going to be on the level of Drake's. Not even Unfortunately, close. You just, you just don't have the numbers, sir. Fam, fam, yo, Drake, Drake is waiting for the opportunity to take your girl out. Mm. Waiting for the opportunity to take your girl out, have her eaten off of plates made from made from Godzilla's back. <laughs> Made from a made from a crab hand destroyed by Godzilla, like a kaiju. Yeah, scales one hundred percent. You want to go for fuck a Lambo? Fuck a. You want to go for a ride in my in my Pacific Rim robot? <laughs> the fuck out of here and smash you in the robot, baby. Mm. He's waiting, and 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 every time you every time you go to work. Every time you go to work and you and that text and that text back is longer than fifteen seconds, you just imagining you just imagine she got that free moment, baby, <laughs> getting that back blown out. <sighs> I'm telling you, this shit turns into the ultimatum real quick, and not even like the secure ones on it. Well, nobody was secure on the ultimatum. Not even like Nick and Vanessa. I'm talking about like Zay, dumbass. Dumbass Zay was, and he did all that shit to himself. That's why he was all that stuttering before he walked off the set. (laughs) Dumbass. Because he knew he didn't have a leg to stand on. He was just just glad that before he went out, you know, he got got one in. He he clapped the fuck out of Shanique. (laughs) 
That's the best position to be. That, uh, of all the people on the show, that's the best position to have been in. Because you just, don't have to deal. You don't have to deal with the fallout argument. Exactly. You go. Oh, don't worry. Don't Randall ain't got to worry about me. She gonna go right back to being your problem. <laughs> now and forevermore. Yeah. That's why. That's why Zay didn't give a fuck about Shanique. That's why. That's why. Because he knew from jump, she was gonna go right back to being Randall's problem. Because Shanique's family talks about Randall bad. Did you see that shit when he came when he came back and had dinner with them and they they leaned right into his ass and went, "I like that he's taller than you, man. I like fuck all y'all." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was some shit. But yeah, boy, there are, there are a handful of people where I am going to get irrationally insecure. Uh, they start following you. Drake start following you, we're going to have a problem. Well, it depends on who I'm dating. Because uh, one ex, I know she's not impressed by that. Tristan, uh, a couple of shoe purchases, I'm out. I'm the fuck out of there. Um, Idris, Idris start following my girl. That's gonna end, that that's gonna be a relationship uh, maker or breaker. Man, that's when you start the reality TV cameras. Oh, wouldn't that be a that, that wouldn't that be a fucked up Nick and Vanessa show? <laughs> just get just get the flyest celebrity you fucking can to just follow a random a a random couple. Yeah. And see how the fight and, and see how the fight breaks out. Uh, see how the fight breaks out. Issa Rae jumping my DMs. It's a fight. You, you just gonna you just gonna start the fight on purpose just to get guaranteed. Yes, yes. So I can take a break. <laughs> you, you remember you do that shit in high school. You take a you, you start a fight on purpose to take a break take a break so you can go out with so you can go out with that one chick. A friend of and mine then be back at it Monday. A friend of mine every year in high school and a couple of years in college broke up with his gal just before Christmas and got back with her just after Valentine's every year. Oh, that's 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 crazy. Yeah. That's batshit crazy. The sad part is like it genuinely drove her to therapy. Oh my god! I bet, I bet. That's some wild shit. That's some wild shit. That's how I know I'm getting older. Y'all too wild for me. <laughs> I, that, y'all getting too wild for me. It's matter. Well, I, now maybe I'll tell that. Now maybe this I might talk about on Patreon later. But uh, flowers, girl, resurfaced. We, yeah, we'll talk about. That. <laughs> Uh, last thing before we go to break, we have to we have to discuss it. it. Is the other big thing in both of our weekends, Doctor Strange and the motherfucking multiverse of madness. Is that the full title? Uh, <laughs> plus or minus, plus or minus. <laughs> so Doctor Strange, yes. Um, you saw it, Stefan Strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. How how do we? I'll, I'll let you go first. How do we feel overall? Overall, I liked it. Um, 
we're we're kind of in this weird space with Marvel right now where we we have so much content to pull from. Yes. That you know, I, I remember back when it was just movies and we were like in phase one or whatever and you, you got you knew that they were definitely building up to something. This current phase you can tell that they're introducing a lot of new characters um, and, and stories, so it's a little more difficult to determine where they're going with it. But I, I did, I did overall find the movie enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I I think what it finally does is it does cast certain characters in in light of their their power set, the extent of their power set, like like Scarlet Witch, for example. For those of us who've read the comics, we've always known how powerful she is. And we've been waiting. And in this one, she hold people yeah. out. Yes, yes, she did. Hold people out. Ooh. Made me realize that, yes, she could have beaten Thanos by herself. And and now I understand why Thanos called down like Scorcher. As Thanos was like, man, just drop the everything. The righteous hand of God. Yeah. <laughs> man, I, there are people I can say without giving anything away. That the Scarlet Witch dog walked. Yeah. Dog walked. You know what? I, you know what? At this point, if you haven't seen the movie, I, I don't care. We we could do spoilers because the thing is, Let's movies, go. Are, movies are going to be in theaters for like three weeks. This is true. It'll be on Disney Plus It'll next month. It'll be on month. Disney Plus in 10 minutes. It's yeah. fine. So what I will say, and, and, I, and I say this to all you haters out there who love reveling in spoilers and who have to devour every every trailer, every second, every yeah. frame of everything. I'm so glad that I went into this movie spoiler free. I'd have been pissed. I'm so glad. I I didn't watch I I watched one I watched one trailer and honestly I'm pissed that I saw that one. The only trailer I saw was the one that came at the end of Spider-Man. And even then I was kind of enough. Yeah, I was kind of like ah but okay. Right, like that. I feel like that doesn't count. Yeah, and all, and, and especially after seeing this, I was like, "Oh, I literally just saw ten seconds uh, of the movie." Correct. Um, you know, it was enough to show me that America Chavez was in it, which I was like, "Oh man, y'all didn't have to tell me that." Yeah. But you know, after the movie, I went back and watched the trailer, and I saw that they mentioned the Illuminati in the trailer. Yeah, I been man, tight. I that is now that is egregious. Marvel, and it's egregious because Marvel knows. That was Disney. We're going to watch this movie. That was Disney. That's a Disney. Okay, now, fair enough. Because I know Feige doesn't really like showing stuff in trailers. That was that was Disney. I feel I, I feel like they heard enough of the rumors. Because there was a, because with certain members of the Illuminati, there were yeah. huge rumors. And they were like, well, fuck it. Everybody thinks it's going to happen anyway. I, no, you spoke, you got to say, you, you have to keep that in the tuck. That is so disappointing. You have to keep that in the tuck. Um, I will say. I will also say that I feel like Doctor Strange is the first time that this movie is the first time Benedict Cumberbatch is really leaning into this character. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe No Way Home. Maybe, but I think this is the first time he's really leaning into this character and taking this character seriously. And not just phoning it in because even Benedict, even half speed Benedict Cumberbatch is shitting on a lot of people. Yeah. 
I, I think, um, and he had to. He had to because obviously in this multiverse, you're playing multiple versions of yourself, and you, and you have to have a little bit of depth to the role. And like, you're working with a big name like Sam Raimi. And, and so here's what I'll also say about that. Um, this is the movie nerd in me now. Yeah. Um, this movie definitely had Sam Raimi all over it. All up and down. Uh, I don't know if we need Sam Raimi on a lot of Marvel movies, but I, I think it was a fit for this one. Uh, a few people uh, did mention that for a PG-13 movie, it had some some parts that were probably oh, yeah. you know, a little bit more gory than necessary. Oh, yes. But, you know, you get what you get with Sam Raimi. Um, I, I liked the portrayal of uh, a few of the surprise characters. Yes. And I think that, you know, I look forward to hopefully seeing them in future movies. Absolutely. Uh, hundo. Overall, it felt like a, it felt like a good episode of a, of a Disney plus series. Uh, overall, I kind of put it like right in the middle of, of Marvel movies. It, yeah. It doesn't necessarily move the needle a lot. It's also not as it's also not Thor: The Dark World. Woo! It's not. It's oh, not either one God. of the first two Thors. I never yeah. such a problem with the first uh, Thor. First Thor was a stage play. Like it, it was, was pretty standard. Yeah, it was, it was all right. It was a Kenneth Branagh superhero movie. Yeah. Um, but like now, I will say a couple of things. One, the MCU is running thin. On hairstyles for black people. <laughs> We're just down to dreadlock wigs now. Fam, y'all gotta y'all gotta figure it out. Y'all gotta figure it out because one, y'all always figure out to put them in locks. Yeah. Right kind of at the peak of when they are becoming of when they are becoming far bigger names than that. Yeah. And deserve better than that. Do they like Idris? Let- did they let them go in and pick bundles? Like they must. Can I get something between a Heimdall let, and, let a, get, and a Mordo? Let me get the Heimdall. I need two inches lower. I need two inches off the off the back. Oh, I need, you, you I, want the Mordo? Correct. All right, correct bet. the Mordo. Right, correct. Bet, bet. Um, and, uh, and what's his name? Edifor. Yeah. Unrelated to Doctor Strange, is acting the fuck out of the man who fell to Earth. He is acting. He's already on point. Acting. acting his motherfucking ass off. Him and Naomi Harris fine ass. Um. Yeah. That the, is a that is a joint worth watching. The dude who's married Rachel McAdams in the movie. Oh, oh man. What it's, y'all it's, y'all can't? It's New York. Y'all can't find a barber. A barber in New York. Who was doing that edge up? That man's edge up looked like the stock market. That's poor. No graphing calculator was involved <laughs> in that shit. That shit looked like a topographical map. <laughs> <laughs> that shit looked like a heartbeat, nigga. That was an EKG <laughs> machine at work right there. Uh, oh, how you gonna be at the wedding? You you were the your room wedding. at your wedding. And the least crisp Negro out there. Oh, the corniest nigga in the Hairline looks like so, redlining. I'm so sick of y'all. I'm so sick of y'all. The, let me tell you, the the fat guy in that was in Shang Chi that was in Succession. 
was swaggier than a nigga marrying Rachel McAdams. I'm just, it, I'm, I'm insulted. I am insulted. Um, the other thing I was gonna say was that there was some commentary that the and we're gonna get through this quickly that the uh, the multiverse that the multiverse wasn't necessary to the plot. Maybe it wasn't. My answer to that is so. So the fuck what? And here's why my answer to that is so what? Because it's like that in the comics. Right. Let's be honest. In the comics, the multiverse is basically an opportunity to see new action figure versions of your favorite characters. Right. That's what it is. You just want to see Spider-Man in Iron Man armor. You know what I'm saying? You want to see Haley Atwell in anything. Any fucking thing. Is Tom Cruise really fucking her? I Maybe. Who knows? Who cares? Maybe. (laughs) I don't don't really follow who people are fucking these days. See, I don't either, but I'm a Mission Impossible fan. She's going to be in the next one. And Uh people were saying that maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um... That, that I need that to have more. I need that that to have more uh, promotion. I just want to know if he's going to be running. Probably. They also, just, you know, they just started promoting Top Gun. Top Gun. Top Gun is going head to head with Bob's Burgers. The there's the a movie. There's a Bob's Burgers movie. Same day. Oh shit! Let's go. Oh boy, Tom Cruise versus H. John Benjamin. Come on, man. Oh, that's that's some tough shit. I know which one I'm going to see first. Ooh. Oh boy! All right. Well, shout out to Tina. Shout out to Louise. Um, Let's go. All right. All right. Okay. I'm I'm with you. Um, ooh, I I didn't know the Bob's Burgers fandom was that heavy. That's all I'm saying. I think Obi Wan also comes out the same day. Oh shit! Now that looks lit. That looks lit with the with the black woman uh, Sith Lord. I don't know. <sighs> I haven't even watched the trailers woman. for that. There's a I'll black woman. It. She's evil. That's all you need to know. Hey hey. Uh, she's got a lightsaber, so um, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, we ran we ran a little long. This is not going to be a three hour podcast, I promise you. Sweet. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we're back. We are black. We are opinionated. And amazingly enough, we are sober. Yeah, buddy. Amazingly enough. It is a dry county. Yeah, man. Uh, This this isn't going anywhere, but I'm just, I did not, I've never really, until you said something, really taken the time to appreciate how fine Haley Atwell is. Yeah, you know, man. Agent Carter, a baddie. We we all know why Steve went to the past and never came back. <laughs> Anybody could have done that shit. This thing is a, no, 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 move, Bucky. But, but Steve went to the, the past to watch all this shit happen. That was about to be hands between best friends. No, Bucky, yeah. give me the give me the glove. Give yeah. me the fucking Bucky. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it was it. it not everybody liked that ending, but it was worth it. I, I, I'd have done the same shit. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck 
with white people. Kim Kardashian. Wow. Kim Kardashian, formerly West, I don't know, whatever. Kim Kardashian went to the Met Gala in Marilyn Monroe's um, famous dress, one of her famous dresses. Um, I'd have picked the one where her skirt blew up in the seven-year itch, but that's just me and the film nerd I am. Um, she went in her little famous her little famous gown. Apparently, she had to lose a ton of weight to fit into it, which means they probably uh, took some of that excess some of that excess uh, BBL <laughs> off of her and put it other places. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> and at first glance, this was not a big deal to me. Well, the biggest deal about it was that. Her and Pete Davidson literally look like a Judd Apatow movie about Pete Davidson getting to knock Kim Kardashian down. What was the what was the movie with um Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron? Notice what I'm talking about where Yes. Yeah. And and it was a big deal that Seth Rogen but all of Seth Rogen's movies are kind of like that. It's Seth Rogen getting to knock someone down hot that he doesn't deserve. That's this. Because funny people, because even funny people, he got to knock down Aubrey Plaza. Also out of his league. Yep. Yep. No, Aubrey, you haven't looked closely. Aubrey Plaza fine. No, that I understand. But that's another story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, not spending a whole lot of time on the white, on that white woman. (laughs) Um, Wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress. Now, at first glance, not a big deal. Then you get to know some of the ins and outs and how, like, she had, like, this coat on. And they took, and they, they, someone caught a picture of her without the coat mm-hmm. and how she's stretching the back out and shit and how she still kind of couldn't fit because all that ass. Get what you pay for. You, I was going to say, money well spent. And so... Um, that was my first, that was my first eyebrow raise. Okay. Yeah. So we doing that. It's, it's held together with pins and needles. Um, and then you find out cause her hair is blonde. Also like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. For I, the, I, I, for I the occasion. Seeing that. They used pieces of Marilyn Monroe's actual hair. Her hair. So, where where do they have this stored? Another question that needs answers. Um, this is when it gets a little creepy. Because that tells me because if because if they got Mar- if they've got if they've got preserved pieces of Marilyn Monroe's DNA lying around, they've got uh, they've got other stars like this. Oh, Tom Cruise got all manner of toenails and I don't know how whatever to... else lying around waiting for an occasion like this when some super fan anyway. Um so her hair. Now it's getting weird. My problem with this imagine a black man walking into the Smithsonian 
And, I'm a, and Marilyn, now, I don't think Marilyn Monroe's dress was in a museum per se. I think it was like, a, it's, it's been in somebody's private collection, something like that. Um, preferably on a mannequin. Um, imagine a black man walking into the Smithsonian African American Museum and saying, let me wear Malcolm X's glasses to like boozy bash. His ass would be whooped at the door. I bet you Rick Ross would do that shit, though. He would. Rick That's Ross would do that. No, actually, Drake would do it. <laughs> and you know it. Baby. It's true. <laughs> I just, that, that is something that only white people can do. That's, and it's weird. And I, I thought I would be used to it because they, they do that shit in comic books all the time where somebody has, like, an old Captain America helmet or some shit. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It is weird. And Kim Kardashian's commitment and obsession to being seen as iconic by imitating iconic people is getting weird. Maybe it was, all, maybe it was already weird and I didn't notice. But it's weird. And it's, I dare I say, it is Kanye levels of weird. I mean, nothing surprises me with him. And I say it's Kanye levels of weird because we all know Kanye, Ariel has told me many times, shout out to the um, um, Play No Games girls. Fam, Ariel has chastised me many times saying that Kanye definitely brought Kim to a new level of style and this sort of thing. I'm not saying it's a Kanye plan. I'm saying it's an inspired by Kanye plan. Also, on a very, on a very, very, very brief side note, it has come out. Ray J was tell Ray J was telling people. Now it has come out that the whole sex tape thing was a plot between. Ray J and Kim and Chris and Chris and Chris Jenner masterminded this whole shit. Unsurprising. That that would be Unsurpri- the least, that would be the least surprising thing. Yeah, unsurprising, especially now what we know of Kim, of Chris's level of diabolical. Unsurprising. But all this and also all this shit that Ray J added to it was that when it happened. Even though he agreed to it, he didn't realize the backlash there would be. He went through uh, bouts of depression. And I'm not saying Ray J made this shit up. I'm not, genuinely. Mm -hmm. I am saying the time in which he chose to wield it, in the era of them trying to make him look crazy with Kanye, supposedly making up this shit about Kanye coming to get his... A uh, hard drive or whatever. I think Ray J said, "I'm gonna show y'all how to. I, I'm gonna show y'all how this media spin shit work. Just you wait, bitch. That's how I, y'all want to come fucking with me. I think Ray J wanted wanted some media spin smoke with the Kardashian Jenners. And you, when you start talking about a black man in mental health, you cannot, you cannot outdo us." 
Especially not when you've basically put one in the crazy house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, just saying. Just one? Well, so, in the crazy house or in celebrity rehab or whatever VH1 show that was. Um, you had one. You had a white people must be stopped. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, it was Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I'll make it so quick. Yeah. Um, this weekend, Phoenix Suns played Dallas in Dallas. Fuck Dallas. Let me get that. Fuck Dallas. Out the way. Um, fuck Dallas. It's a record label and the crew. Um, Whole nine yards. Chris Paul's mother and wife and kids were in the audience in Dallas. And somewhere towards the end of the game, um, it came to their attention that um, some white folks sitting behind them were, in the words of people around them, assaulting them. Right. Most people said that they were putting their hands on them. We don't know in what capacity. We don't know what level of aggressiveness was involved there. But these are the playoffs. It's a hostile crowd. They knew that that was CP3's family, and they were probably up on that shit. Now, I showed you the video. You did. Um, it was a young, young white dude. So he was a teen. He was a teenager, probably between sixteen and eighteen. His mother was there, and uh, they were surrounded by a group of black people and security. And that woman grabbed her son and was like, "We need to get the fuck out of here right now." Chris Paul, making his way through the crowd, trying to get at the dude, finally was about five feet away from him. He said, yep. I'm going to see you later. He <laughs> jumped in. And Bay Street, no, yeah. Bay Street has attention. Hey, 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 hey. hey. I'm going to see you later. I'm going to see you later. <laughs> now, you know, it, it made the rounds this weekend with some of the some of the talking heads and every, every black journalist slash former athlete who had an opinion about it, said the same thing. And allow this to be a cautionary tale to white people out there. Do not touch a black person's mother, sister, daughter, kids, family, anybody. Don't do it. You are, that dude was very lucky because most often when one's mother and or wife and or kids or in a public place like that, there is usually a cousin or cousins, cousins on standby. And their one job is to do what? Come see you. That's right. Before, during, and after the incident. Correct. So Pookie and, and, and Junebug and them, luckily they were not there yesterday because it would have been a very, very different situation for that young man. Cousin Blimpy was about to get in your ass. So y'all are... Y'all are you know, I got off lucky, very lucky, very lucky, because I, I I know what it was. CP three was like, man, we in Dallas, they some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't gonna do a goddamn thing. They ain't gonna do shit. And they tried it. They tried it. They did. They did. They fucked up. It is, uh, you know, they've been banned from the arena for two years. Yep. But I'm pretty sure lawsuits are coming, and and probably you know a few open handed slaps, guaranteed as well. Y'all. I mean by fans, because people like Chris Paul. Yeah. They really do like people. People fuck with Chris Paul for real. Yeah. And he's the head and then he's the head of the players union. He was. It, it, he 
he stepped down this year. Well, ah, this was okay. his last year of it, but LeBron is it now. <laughs> <laughs> you mean LeBron was always. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> whether whether Chris Paul knew it or not. Uh, yeah, man, they, they got to be stopped. Got to be. Y'all, boy, these white people, you, y'all have to learn to start controlling your white people. They didn't have black friends. They didn't have a nigga consulate. Um, especially you're going to a basketball game. You have to consult with your nigga consulate. Also, and if you don't want to do that, well, no, this will get your ass whooped. I was going to say one of the most truthful things that I've ever seen in my life occurred last week on Atlanta. This is the only thing, the only thing I'll say about Atlanta before the season is over. Okay. With, uh, with Liam Neeson. Oh my God! And you know, in the at the end of a very <laughs> interesting, the fuck did they get Liam. I don't. Not only how did they get him, but how did they get him to do that scene? Yes. But at the very end of it, he said, "You know, the great thing about being white is that you don't have to learn from anything ever." He said that. Yes, he said that shit. And I was like, "Damn, that's bars." It's weird seeing Liam Neeson playing Liam Neeson. Yes. So, because I'm so used to that American, that what they think Americans sound like voice. Yeah. Uh, very weird. The last time I heard him with his actual accent was probably Love Actually, mm. which was ages ago. Yeah. Oh, don't get Craig Lindsay started on Love Actually. Uh-oh. Um, send your uh, racist stories, send your real life racist encounters. We have a submission. And we're going to save it for next week because it deserves more time. But I got you, uh, Tales to Enrage. Um, send your racist stories, your real-life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or any of our uh, guests. Please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can log into opinionswildblack.com where you can find more uh, information about uh, the Lee Sober team in podcasting, ways to listen to us. And ways to buy merch. Skirt, skirt. And we're gonna have the we're gonna have the website updated. Um, I'm gonna talk to our tech person, but soon ways to subscribe to Patreon. Oh, coming in June. Um, we'll be back with your listener letters and top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Obviously, mm. pour up. And no, that is not a challenge, by the way. Like, <laughs> some of you niggas, I, I, thank God it hasn't happened. Some of you niggas take this shit personally. No, that is not a challenge. But we're also pretty sure we're Houston's most savage podcast. Uh, back in a minute. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And we are just as funny sober as we are when we're drunk. That's actually true. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with us. That's a flex. Some of y'all got some of y'all well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it because we spent we spent like a hundred plus episodes completely wasted. So it's not like we can just take all the credit, but I'm impressed with how consistent we are. It's 
Yes. Uh, how consistent two people who started this podcast kind of based in and around drinking um, have remained as on point and consistent. And I am looking forward to the level of consistency. Hopefully we can maintain this level of consistency as we go into the new phase with Patreon and all that shit. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, That's why we've been drinking water for two months. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what? Before I do this, I actually have a minute. I, I have not. I have not asked you, D. Randall. Actually, uh, we talk a lot about Patreon, mm-hmm. and you know, it's always you know, get pumped, get pumped, get pumped. Are you ready? If it means, I feel like I haven't talked to you. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, I haven't talked to you just on a level about. Yeah, this is where we're at. I mean, if it means that we could talk more shit than we do now, yes, then yes. Absolutely. I love it. I mean, that's the attitude. I love it. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to expect. I, I'm just, I'm just here I. to talk shit. I agree. I agree. That's what, that is the, that's the heart of this. And so, yeah. Eventually, I, eventually, I guess it'll lead to opinions while black after dark. I don't know. Yep. Whatever. You're Almost definitely. To. I mean, that'll be, uh, you know. That's down the road, and I'm planning it. I'm, I'm, I'm I've got some notes on it. Yeah, I'll be I'm very, ready. I'll be very quiet around that. <laughs> I, I suspect so. We'll have guests. It's cool. Um, it's time for your listener letters. Um, we have, who is this we have? X the Maestro, mm. uh, a.k.a. Xavier Hunter. No questions, just a comment. Thanks for being the best part of the beginning of my week. For, one, for 181 weeks, y'all have given me laughs and things to think about. Y'all have given me uh, music to enjoy and reasons to get mad. I may not always agree with y'all on some things, mainly TV. What? <laughs> but I love y'all like family. Get that man some air horns. I want to know what he disagrees. No, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm curious about it. I, 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 I always, like, we don't get enough commentary about the shit that people disagree with us on. Oh, I So do. it's always interesting. I do. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay, because I did because somebody uh, I think it was Webster Style shouted us out on his podcast, and he was like, "There are some things that they say that uh, some things you agree with, some things you don't agree with, some things that make you want to fight these niggas." And oh. I was always now I, I, that I'm I'm interested to hear, and I was like, "Really? Wow, us? <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like we're the we're, there's so much wilder out there." In terms of content. So it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I always want to follow up with him about that. Write us and let us know why you want to fight us, sir. It's true. Yeah, I, we're, we're curious. I'm a pacifist. Um, nigga. <laughs> Pass a fist through something. Ah, I like that. Yeah, see there? See there? I got your back. It's cool. I'm sorry. A, a, a friend of mine posted some shit on uh, Instagram. She got big titties, so I got distracted. Um, I do that sometimes, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Don't judge me. Um, going to the Twitter. <laughs> y'all know I'm the titty guy, so don't act like that. That we know. Uh, let's see. We got on the Twitter. No, nothing on the Twitter. Actually, it's funny. A friend of mine got a Facebook. A friend of mine actually discovered your Facebook post 
this week. And she was reading it off to me. And she goes, uh, oh, man, this, this guy on Facebook is hilarious. He has his list he does every week. Oh, so shit. what do we learn this week? And she was like, number 14, titties. I was like. <laughs> it could only be. I was like, that ain't nobody but us. Uh, she was like, you know him? I was like, I've told you about the podcast before. Oh, that's him. I said, yes. Imagine this list in podcast form. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and just for that, hit hit him with a big ass titties. Big ass titties. <laughs> David Santiago. Oh, it's been a while. Oh man. Uh he had one last week. I'm, I'm gonna go back to that one next week, actually. But this one for this week, um, what is your favorite work from George Perez? Uh, whether it be a single uh, single image or run on a title. Boom. Easy. JLA versus Avengers. There's a four-issue limited series that came out, I want to say late 80s, early 90s. And it was it was it was George Perez in like it was just straight up how many characters can you fit on a page porn for four issues? Oh, that's that's trademark George yeah, Perez. He's, George Perez is just like, how many people can I fit on this page? And by the way, R.I.P. George Perez, one of the greatest uh, comic book artists of all time. I think died the same day as Kevin Samuels. Yeah, like I said, uh, <laughs> rest in peace to George Perez, legend. Um, an inimitable style. And, man, this dude, could draw, he could draw... He he specialized in drawing groups of people at and, a time, and, and the and, attention to detail correct was still there. And people don't understand in that in that size format is very difficult to fit that many people on the page and still understand what is happening on the page. Correct. And yes, he is he is a legend in comics art. No bullshit. Um. Favorite I would have probably have to say is Crisis on Crisis on Infinite Earths. I have not Ooh. I have not read that since I was very young. I have I I have a kind of I guess what you would call remastered uh, edition. Um, I think I'm gonna I, I'm, I'm gonna bust that open actually this week. Um, I just bought a bunch of Immortal Hulk. I'm gonna sidestep that, and I think I'm gonna read that this week and mm. and talk about it on online. It's a good one. Um, just. If you've even if you've never read Crisis on Infinite Earths, the level of inspiration and icon and iconic images there that will live in forever in infamy in the head of most nerds, everyone knows the image. The crying Superman. The crying Superman holding what? Supergirl? Yeah. Yes. That has been recreated so many times in so many ways. Everyone knows that. Super, what, Superboy Prime? Yeah. That was Superboy Prime, right? Yeah. Superboy Prime, all that shit. That is, that's heavy, man. And I feel so bad for the CW to only be able to recreate those images with $20 and an iPhone 4. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, rest in peace, George Perez. Uh, Neil Adams died too, but fuck yeah. him, he was kind of racist. Um, good artist, good artist though, good artist, good work. 
uh, still kind of a crappy person. Um, but yeah, George Perez was the man. Um, you cannot talk about George Perez without talking about Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You cannot talk about George Perez without talking about Crisis. And you cannot talk about George Perez without talking about the Avengers. Yeah. And um, Justice League, for that matter. And Justice League. Yeah. I, I think the more I, of those two, the more iconic like images there yeah. were probably were probably his Avengers work. I I, agree. I think. I, um, agree. I think that's what made what put the Avengers really in the forefront of people's minds, yeah. pop culture wise. Yeah, he was the one that because uh, I, I know he was doing Avengers. I think right before Bendis really got in with all the disassembled yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Sorry for the nerd talk, y'all. Y'all just got to take this though. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, and that that is exactly what happened. I, I'm, it's so interesting you brought up disassembled, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna make a thing out of this, but um, th- I I couldn't stop thinking of that. Somebody had a comment for uh, Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, they just," I, they were like, "Well, they just re- they just kind of uh they just kind of reduced the Scarlet Witch to." Um, just being just being evil and distraught over her kids. I was like, "Have you not read Avengers Disassembled? That's exactly what happened." Have you not read House of M? I mean, just... I was say you don't even have to get to House of yeah. M. I always say House of M was kind of it was not tame, but the the what she pulled, yeah. in my opinion, was almost tame compared to the outright slaughter. That was disassembled. Just turned Hawkeye into into blocks. <laughs> Just fucked up on so many levels. No more mutants. <laughs> and then them being like, well, it's just because she's so powerful with her chaos magic. And Doctor Strange shows up and goes, first of all, what the fuck is chaos magic? <laughs> Second of all, this bitch been lying. She, this bitch wilding. Y'all need to yeah. put her down for real. Um, so yeah, that's our little nerd talk for the week. Um, thank you, uh, David Santiago. Thank you, Xavier Hunter. By the way, Xavier Hunter, we don't talk enough about Extra Maestro. He has a podcast, um, uh, sponsored, uh, played through Bonfire Radio. Uh, he's a, he, he's, he's something of a DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a mix every Sunday morning. I be, I want to say it, it starts at like 11, probably right when I'm gearing up to go record usually. Um, I believe it starts at 11. I think it's an hour and a half long or something. Okay. Maybe two hours. Um, Bonfire Radio has a wonderful sol- Sunday selection that they have curated over the past year, I'll say. Um Definitely check out Extra Maestro. I wish I could remember what it was called. I was not prepared for that listener letter. Um, I apologize, X. Bonfire Radio, Sunday mornings, really anytime, but Sunday mornings in particular, um, a great lineup for you. Uh, what's their tagline? Real radio for real people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that, actually. Hit that with the air horns. This is not it. This is not <laughs> it. This is not it. Hit Bonfire radio with the air horns. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, it is time for the top three STFUs. Yeah, Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! Uh, number three, Antonio Brown. 
ever there were a human being that needs to shut up just off of general principle. He's still able to talk. <laughs> Why would you sit so out of pocket? CT hasn't eroded his motor skills yet. <laughs> Saw the head, the head, the head he took. Like, oh. <laughs> this shit ought to be shut down one piece at a time. Okay, he he obviously said something this week. Oh my god! So he was just saying random dumb shit. That's why he's number three. Like he, one, he said that. Uh, first, he said that Colin Kaepernick niggas don't be niggas don't see him in the hood. Good. Why would you see Colin Kaepernick in the foot? Was Colin Kaepernick even raised in the hood? Don't know. Doubt I it. doubt it. He's raised by a white woman. Wasn't he raised by a white woman? Didn't we learn that? He was raised, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Either way, Colin Kaepernick was a suburban nigga. Um, why would we ever see Colin Kaepernick? Why would we ever have seen him in the hood? And why would we see him in the hood now? He's rich. If I was rich, you wouldn't see me in the hood. Where are you taking that fine woman in the hood? <laughs> you not you not taking that fine woman he got at home. You not taking her to Cream Burger, my nigga. I mean, he might take her to just oxtails, just oxtails maybe. Actually, maybe Cream Cream Burger is delicious. Let, let me not let, let me not act like that about Cream Burger. What the fuck? Oh, um, <laughs> just need to change that name. <laughs> <laughs> Those burgers are so good. Oh, it's delicious, bro. Uh, that's at least that's a that's a. Four, that's a three to four napkin burger. Um, but yeah, I, why would you see Colin Kaepernick in the hood? And then he said that the, he said on some podcast this week that there's no more racism in America. There is not any racism if you have CTE. <laughs> Sir! <laughs> Tell the truth. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not joining in that with not, you. Not that he was, you know, implicating that against the team that kind of let him, you know, just walk off the field. And oh, that's true, thing. too. Yeah, that, that did happen. But again, the opinions of a man who had a head-on collision with somebody. <laughs> he, you know, he's rapping now. So is the baby. Yeah. And their speaking skills are about the same. Oh, like, shit. He's, he's becoming Herschel Walker more and more by the day. <laughs> oh, my God. What is wrong with you? It's late. <laughs> oh, my God. That, yeah, I was saying that is all the reason we need for Antonio Brown to kindly shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh, God. Kiki Palmer won't turn down a bag either because I swear she's singing on that song he's in. He's got. She refuses to turn away a bag. Oh, man. She was she had she had old Navy pajamas on. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. Uh, number two. My only regret is that these people have to be number two this week. The Kevin Samuels cult. Uh, yes, they're a cult now. They're a cult. They're a cult of fanatics. Fanatics, incels, madmen, um, all-purpose niggas who don't get pussy. 
Um, black juggalos. Oh my god! You brought back the juggalos. It's so true. <laughs> I ain't never seen it. Well, no, I I did meet. I well, I met a female juggalo. Oh, that's unfortunate. I met a. She was fine too. I, I'm not gonna say her name was. I, I we all know people and her name was probably Skipsy Boodle or something like that. <laughs> that was a juggalo name. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, she was fine. She had big titties. Oh, uh, anyway, of course. <laughs> God damn! Like, oh, oh man! I just got a one-step litmus test for finding this. <laughs> Are the titties big? If the answer is yes, oh man, she is in fact fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Air horns for that one. Oh, <laughs> um, the Kevin Samuels cult been wilding. This, I, I want to believe that this week, that the past few days are the fever pitch. They're lost without their king. Or they queen. are. They are. It, somebody. Oh God. They, it, it, the jokes. We didn't even get to the jokes. Someone said. Someone said there are a lot of fatherless niggas without their role model right now. Uh, <laughs> I always, I always wonder, like, to be in the cult, like, do you have to say his name when you're having sex? Wow, I'm always curious about that. Do you say his, Do you say his name when you're having sex, or do you call him Godfather like y'all do? Some niggas jumped in my. Some, I said this. Or niggas jumped in my mentions and and berated me for disrespecting quote the Godfather of what of 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 bad hairlines and and brunch boots. Someone someone said someone said that Kevin that Kevin Samuels was survived uh, his collection of twelve Chelsea boots. <laughs> Were all these oh. people cappers? Obviously, mm. obviously. Yeah. Kevin Samuels was Kevin Samuels was the he he exemplified a kappa. Let them let he them. had he had style, he had education, and he had and and he had handkerchiefs on a swing set for no reason. I'm just saying. And weak dick. Obviously, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Oh, scientifically proven. Um, these niggas are out of line. These niggas are out of line, and they're ev- they're literally every reason that women are sick of us. They are, and it's not just them. It's the fact that not enough niggas are standing up to them. Now I get it on some level because these niggas are fucking annoying, and it is just a pain in the ass for your mental health and your day. Uh, to even have a conversation with them, I know because I've had several conversations with them over the past over the past four days. It is not fun. It is not fun at all. And it, it, everything and every response is always either you're just trying to get some pussy, or that is a very female thing to say, or your logic, if for the forty and ups, your logic is very moist. I do have a question. If yes. if it was. If you were getting laid every time you did stuff like that, would that be a bad thing? No. No. 
No. Why do they think it's so horrible to be nice to women? And then they always go, well, you're just telling them what they want to hear. Nigga, you are too. You are too. You're just doing it differently. I'm just saying, you're just you're just skewing to a different demographic. Usually each other. Correct. Uh, all that to say, it is time. It is time for the incels, the madmen, the the red pills, the 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 manosphere, the fresh and fit fuckity fucks to all collectively hold up their arms like a spirit bomb and just collectively as one shut the fuck up shut the fuck up i'm telling you these i'm telling you i'm telling you these niggas have sex and anytime they bust they say you you deserve better king uh. and then they all and then they all start playing future wow and the number one person, and the number one people who should shut the fuck up is the Supreme Court. Who? The Supreme fucking Court. Y'all, we have spoken about Kevin Samuels more than we've talked about the overturn of Roe versus Wade. Let that sink in. We have failed as a culture. Hasn't Maybe happened. a nation. Hasn't happened yet. Um, but specifically what happened was someone, some staff member of the Supreme Court mm-hmm. leaked a memo to Politico, um, which was a draft of an opinion by the Supreme Court saying that they, uh, they intend to um, state that Roe versus Wade is not a constitutionally protected um, well, the right to an abortion is not a constitutionally right. Uh, protected right, and that they are they intend to refer that right back to the states, um, twenty six of which are already effectively trying to outlaw abortion. Um, what's What's notable about this is that you know we never see like a draft of, of an opinion leaked. No. So of course the the Supreme Court is is hot right now because they're like wow who would leak such a thing much like when much like when niggas get caught cheating mm-hmm. and they just want to know why you were going through their phone why were you going through my phone anyway like no nigga why were you cheating I and that ain't, and, that ain't what I asked and the American people have every right to be the psycho bitch in this case yeah. Uh, remember that shit on the ultimatum. Well, I I airdropped it all to my phone because yes, I'm a psycho bitch. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're the psycho bitch. Today. Apparently, somebody who works on the staff at the Supreme Court was like, man, on the cool. <laughs> right. These niggas are wilding. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to risk everything. Risk it all, like, bro. Nah, y'all, y'all tripping. And, and, and to be honest, um, this is what happens when we allow a game show host to choose one third of the Supreme Court. Yeah. And I, I don't know how true this is. No, I'm, I'm actually not even going to speak of it because if it's not true, I'm not even going to. I'll, I'll wait about a week before I, I mention the other thing I was going to mention. Okay. Uh, but, again, don't be surprised. Um, they, you know, the, 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 the GOP, I should say, the conservatives have 
have basically had one platform for the last 20 years. Correct. And that has been to outlaw abortion. And, and once they do that, they don't really have, like, they, they're going to have to figure out another platform. To um, work on. There, there's always going to be one. Because there's always going to be uh, niggas and Mexicans here. Some, somebody actually brought up a kind of an interesting point a couple of days ago. And they were saying that, you know, it's not a, it's not lost upon them that this type of movement coincides with historically low birth rates. Uh, uh, you know, in a capitalist society, you have to have a sustainable labor force. Correct. And able to produce the goods and, and you know, the goods and services that uh, you need to make it run. And with a decreasing birth rate, you're running out of, I mean, you potentially can run out of, of a workforce, of a, of a labor force. And someone was like, it's not coincidental that this is also being done um, to usher in uh, an increased supply of labor. And the existing, and right, and because the existing labor doesn't have much to look forward to, because yep. y'all about to fuck off Social Security. So all that is interesting. And um, it, it further proves that this country ain't shit. Not worth a damn. The the guy that you guys voted in last time ain't shit. And, you know, there there's an agenda happening on the you know, the Supreme Court level and, and throughout the federal courts, which is much of the same thing. And you're gonna look up one day and you motherfuckers who um were so worried about they're taking our jobs, they're taking our guns, they're letting anybody into our country, you're gonna realize that these same freedoms that you think that you're so vocal about protecting or being ripped out right from under you two. It's true. And it's true. Black people always see it coming. And we're just going to look at you when you, when you look lost one day because you can't, you know, you, you can't leave the state without taking a pregnancy test because they don't want you taking an abortion in another state. Correct. You're going to look at us and we're going to be like, huh, we told you. To tell you. And, and I, not for nothing, and not to keep circling around to make it about Kevin Samuels, but it is of interest to me. Everybody that everybody that has all these feelings about people, about people, and 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 celebrating Kevin Samuels' death, none of these people have the same energy about the about the fact that Clarence Thomas is still alive. No, because they, they don't care about women, honestly. I, I'm well, I'm just saying, like, if Clarence Thomas died tomorrow, all the all that that code of honor will go out the fucking window. I guarantee you. Because fuck, Clarence Thomas can bring all manner of humans together to save either dick. This is true. I'm just saying it's a it's it's something to think about. And uh, on that note, the Supreme Court can collectively uh, put their planetary rings together and shut the fuck up. Shut the- D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We've done it. We have. We did it. We're here. We did it. Um, it was funny. We I mentioned the Jack. I, I mentioned the Jack Harlow album. So I I just saw where you know he's going to be in the remake for White Man Can't Jump. You know they just added Tiana Taylor as the Rosie Perez character. They have not said, but I guarantee you she's going to be Gloria. I guarantee it. I I that facts. That's exactly a character that Tiana Taylor will want to play. A chick who can uh, a chick who does nothing but yell at her dude mm. and then go on Jeopardy and wreck. She could do it. 
I think she could do that. Yeah. I, that's exactly. I She could do that. Honestly, well, anyway, 10 years from now, we're going to be saying, like, her kid is going to be showing the fuck out. Have you seen any of that shit with her kid? Mm-mm. Just like her mama. Junie is a fucking menace. Okay. I lo- she's adorable, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah. But a menace. Okay. Um, y'all, thanks. We did it again. 181 episodes on the books. How you like that shit? I tell you, you're, I don't know who your like, non-sponsored fave is right now. They're not, they don't have 181 consistent episodes on the books. They don't. Um, also, one, oh, I, I did not mention this in the rundown. I did want to shout it out because I think it's important. But Monty Jones, a game theory, uh, we talked about how good that was, got renewed for a season two. Let's go. Hit that with the air horns. Uh, shout out to everybody that worked on that team because um, Rodimus Prime is on that team. Oh, now, I it. now you want to talk about consistency over a long, over in longevity and, ha- and, and having everything to show for it? Rodimus Prime is up there. Rodimus Prime has put in the hours. He has put in the work. He has gotten. He's gotten the whole quan, the the sponsorship. And now he's writing for Game Theory. My God, that is that is a level of podcasting I aspire to. Right. Uh, so good for him. Hit him with the air horns. As for the rest of you, um, I have no notes. Um, nah. church announcements, Randall. No. Well, in that case, it's been real. It's been emotional. We will be back next week with more foolishness and more fuckery. Uh, probably at Monday on on Monday as usual. Should be a normal. Should schedule. be a normal normal schedule. Uh, Mother's Day and Doctor Strange got in the way. Um, until then, this has been episode one eighty one of Opinions Wild Black. Mm-hmm. I have been Oz. Mm, still D Randall. As for as always, forever imparting titties. It is no wonder the it is no wonder the titty women just show up. It is no wonder I give it away every time. Oh, man. I'm an easy mark. I'm sorry. Bye, y'all. <laughs>